We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Pack a Day podcast. Wherever you may be and however you may be listening, thank you so much for making us part of your day. My name is Nick Schmitz, and I will be your host on this Sunday, December twenty-fifth, Christmas Day. And the NFL is on Christmas Day today, Green Bay, Miami. That is what we are here to talk about. And Jimmy, Gage, um, we're recording on the 23rd because we're kind of trying to work around the holidays here. But um, real quick, before we get into any talk, Jimmy, I know you traveled to Milwaukee, so you're with family for Christmas. Um, You guys doing anything in particular for your Christmas Day other than watching the Packers? Um, yeah, we're going to my sister's house, uh, having the family there. We finally got to the point where we convinced people not to give us gifts. They'll still get my kids gifts because it's hard to convince people not to give a four-year-old and a one and a half-year-old gifts. But I, I personally do not like getting gifts anymore because I feel like I have too much stuff already. So, uh, we're just going there, watch a Packer game, eat food and, uh, chill out as a family. So I'm excited for that. Nice and relaxed. Nice. And Gage, what about you? You got any Christmas Day plans? Uh, just uh, either having family, a 
I don't really have a ton of family that lives around me anymore. Most of them have moved or just like kind of all don't talk to each other. So the couple of family members that do still talk to everybody and live around here uh, are going to try to come over. Kind of depends on how the roads and whatnot are, but I think they should be fine by Sunday. So they'll probably come over. We'll hang out, do gifts, watch the game, and then uh, go. everybody go their separate ways and then move back on because Sunday is just another day at the end of the day. It's very true. Well, I... I'm getting to enjoy my kids' uh, first ever Christmas. So um, my wife and I, our plan is to count all of the presents and then guess at how many of them belong to my son versus everybody else that's getting gifts. And I, I'm thinking well over 50% of the stuff under the tree is for my son. It's a, I was Jim, really, it's, First Christmas is yeah. ungodly. It is not. <laughs> I had so many things. I was like, we don't want and or need this but i wish i could say it gets better from there but Plus so it's far the first kid like i mean jimmy's second kid they probably dialed it back just a yeah, little bit no one cares about him but that but that first kid all of well, the stuff, everything yeah. you well, might need all of it mm-hmm. well and i'm also curious because for both my parents and my wife's parents he is the first grandkid for either either Same. one of them so it's not just yep. our first kid it is their first grandkid. So, yep. um, yeah, we, the, the list included a lot of diapers and baby wipes. So we'll see if, we'll oh, see if we actually that. got you're any getting, of that. You're getting toys that play music that will make you want to smash your head on the wall. <laughs> and then just a bunch of different things you really never wanted. All right. Well, we'll see how that goes. I'll give you guys an update next week to, uh, to see exactly what it is that uh, no, I'm, we're also not- a little concerned. If you're not here next week, we know we know what happened. You you couldn't handle it. We got you. Well, I'm all, we're also a little concerned because when we packed the car, because we're, we're traveling for Christmas, like the car was about as full as you could get it, and we're a little concerned about getting everything back now because there wasn't a whole lot of extra space when we when we departed Green Bay on on Wednesday. So, uh, but it'll be it'll be good. It'll be good to spend some time with family, watch the Packers. And uh, like we said, we're recording on the 23rd just to kind of work around the the Christmas holiday. But um, before we get into the Packers game, most I would assume most people listening kind of know the scenario for Green Bay right now. Win your last three games. Green Bay still needs a little bit of help if they want to get into the playoffs. So if you're listening to us and you're thinking, man, you know, what what exactly did Green Bay need? Well, you're. We're rooting for San Francisco to beat Washington, which, quite honestly, even though I'm, you know, I'm sitting here on the 23rd not knowing, I'm gonna think San Francisco wins that game. You're, depending on how how invested you are in this, you're technically we're all rooting for the Vikings to beat the Giants. That's that's a tough pill to swallow. Uh, and then Seattle needs to lose one of their last three games. Quite honestly, you're probably rooting against them this weekend just because they're in Kansas City. So, like, if there's, like, a game that they're probably going to lose, I don't know what their last two games are, but... um, They play the Jets at home, and then they play the Rams at home. So their final two games after this week are a home game against the Jets with either Zach Wilson, Mike White, Chris Strebler, whoever else they put out there, and then the Rams, who today... Uh, as we're recording this, shut down Aaron Donald earlier today. So this is the so week. So fingers we're crossed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So fingers crossed. Yeah, Chiefs Chiefs this week for sure then. 
Uh, and I believe those are the those are the three main ones that I believe. Those are the that, main ones. You also wouldn't mind the Panthers beating the Lions because that just gives you one more team that Green Bay can try and leapfrog, and that also makes it to where Week Eight or Week Nineteen, no, Week Seven, Week Eighteen would be more important because then, depending on how schedules look at that point, Green Bay might have a chance to like win tiebreaker type of deal. But yeah, like. They're basically everything that's close to Green Bay in the standings. You're rooting against them this week. All right. Well, there you have it. Saturday's Christmas Eve, full slate of NFL games. And then Christmas Day, we get Packers and Dolphins at noon central. Green Bay heading down to Miami. And, you know, they're getting them kind of at the right time of year. Uh, Christmas Day, only supposed to be 50 degrees in Miami. So, I mean... You know, you always talk about going down to Miami like early on in the season, like going there in September, you know, when it's it's just hot and humid. And they talk about how that's kind of like the reverse home field advantage for cold weather teams, just going down there, teams not used to being in that heat. So, I mean, you know, I, and I'm sure the Packers aren't complaining at all coming from, you know, negative temperatures on Saturday to, you know, 50 degrees. Uh, but uh you know, this game is, you know, obviously they're all must-wins at this point. And, Jimmy, I, I, I got to tell you, you know, my Miami is 8-6, and six and they've kind of been on a struggle the last couple of weeks. But they, they strike me as a team that just because they've been struggling, I mean, they played a hell of a game against Buffalo last week. Um, they lost to the 49ers, I think it was two weeks ago. Uh, and then they had kind of their stinker against the Chargers. And, you know, it's hard to tell when you lose to the Chargers because sometimes the Chargers seem like they could win the Super Bowl. And then sometimes you look at the Chargers and wonder how they're not picking in the top five. So, you know, this this team is certainly, I would say, better than their record indicates. But, I mean, you know, this is probably – you know, and, and Tua, that's the other thing. Tua seems to be very hit or miss as well. But outside of Tua, this offense, Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill, I mean, they could absolutely torch this Packers secondary. But I'll say it quite honestly, I'm not as worried about the passing game because Green Bay has not been great against the run. And if I'm Miami, I would definitely just keep handing the ball off to their running backs until until Green Bay proves it. I mean, we are playing a running back that basically absolutely destroyed the 2019 season, making Jimmy Garoppolo only throw eight passes in a championship game. So, I mean, you know, not to bring up bad memories, but I mean, it's a reality there. So Jimmy, when you're looking at this offense of Miami, I mean, are you more concerned with the pass game or the run game for the, for this Packers defense? This game, uh, this game gives, gives us an opportunity to just exercise a lot of demons. Um, one being, hopefully stopping Mosert, uh, which probably he doesn't give me as much worry as the passing attack, mainly because the passing attack loves like getting, getting Hill or Waddle in the middle of the field in open, somewhat open space, not great for your defense. They're very fast. They're explosive. Uh, We've seen from the 49ers, especially the bills did it a little bit, the way to stop them or at least minimize them. Cause you can't, like you can't completely stop Tyreek Hill. He's a freak of nature. He's super fast. Um, but the way to minimize him is to press at the line of scrimmage. As we know of Joe Barry, doesn't really like that. He likes to do the soft coverage 99.5% of the time. Uh, so the passing game definitely makes me worried. 
even with Tua being hit or miss, like get get Waddle, like I said, get Waddle or it doesn't matter if it's a four yard completion or a 20 yard completion. The second those the ball gets in Waddle or Tyree Kill's hand, it has a potential to be a touchdown play. Uh, so the, the soft coverage makes me really worried because there's a not many players I'd rather have I'd be more scared of with the ball in their hand in open field than Tyree Kill. I think he is maybe Derrick Henry because he's a freak, but just speed wise and he is hard to tackle. Like I, uh, I, I am nervous for the passing game to put it in short. All right. And Gage, I mean, you know, we hate to pick on the defense, but I mean, with the way this defense has played this year, I mean, with kind of everything that Jimmy said, it's almost like pick your poison if you're the Packers defense, because I mean, with Jalen Waddle and Tyree kill, I mean, both of those guys make it very difficult for Green Bay to load the box and just say, hey, throw the football because you can't, you know, I mean, I don't know if you're Miami, you're probably praying that Green Bay would just put eight in the box and allow allow Tua to just, you know, look for, you know, really soft and depleted coverage against Waddle and, and Jalen, uh, not Jalen, uh, and Tyreek Hill. So, I mean, you know, again, it's it feels like pick your poison this week, doesn't it? Yeah, a little bit. So the whole big thing a couple weeks ago when the 49ers really gave it to the Dolphins, like that game was 33-17. It wasn't, and even that, like it wasn't that close. There, Miami got a score on like the first drive of the game when uh, like it was actually, it was one of their first plays from scrimmage because it was a 75-yard touchdown. They got that. They couldn't really do anything the rest of the game and it all came down to just, at, it's not a blueprint thing, but they were getting up they were disrupting timing because the whole reason that the Dolphins offense works is it's timing based. And everyone wants to shots at Tua and say he's this, that, or the other. But the reason that that offense works is because he throws the ball where the window is going to be and where the guy is supposed to be. But when you bump the receivers and st- throw off the timing, that messes up everything. Um, it's just one of those things where you have to make the adjustment and do what you haven't been doing all year. It's plain and simple. The Chargers did it to them. That's that's how the Chargers beat the Dolphins, was they got aggressive and physical all game long. They just went and they went right at the receivers and they said, you know what? We might lose to you on a go ball once or twice. Like That's what happened. Tyreek Hill scored on one when Michael Davis fell down. And it's not like they have like all-world corners over there. Asante Samuel Jr. is decent, but other than that, it's a lot of just, it's just a lot of dudes. And they went and they beat them and they made them look really bad. Tua had what, like three completions in the first half? It's a matter of making the adjustment to do what you haven't been doing because it's worked for other people. Other defenses have done it. You have to be willing to suck up your pride and say, hey, we're going to try something that other people have been doing that's been working because what we have been doing isn't working. And if Joe Barry is willing to do that, who knows? Maybe, maybe the game goes the way that Green Bay wants it to go. But if you go out and you try and do your zone coverage thing, Tua, Tyreek, and Waddle are going to torch you. They're just going to run all over you all day long. They're not playing in the snow this week, so you don't have that going for you. You're playing in 50-ish degree weather, which that's not super warm, but it's not super cold. They should have no problem getting up to speed and getting moving. So it's up to Joe Barry and Matt LaFleur, who heard Troy Aikman say on uh, Troy Aikman, Joe Buck talked about it on the broadcast last week where they were like, 
you know, Matt's been telling us for the past few years now that he wants to be more aggressive on defense. Well, damn it, Matt, go and tell Joe, go tell Joe to make the damn adjustment. Because if you don't, your season's done. And if he makes the adjustment and you guys get beat on man coverage and you guys lose, tip your cap and you move on. But if you do the same thing you've been doing all year, like you did week one against Justin Jefferson, you're going to lose and your season's going to officially be done. And then there's going to be a lot of people looking around like, we didn't change something when we saw a plan that worked for other people. And whose fault is that? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Right. And that's probably what Packer fans will find most frustrating because, I mean, if I'm being honest, I don't see Joe Barry making those adjustments for this game. I, you know, I hope I'm wrong. Um, yeah. I'd love it to hasn't be wrong, but I just don't. Weeks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we, we've, the, the blueprint's been given on how to do it, and Joe Barry's given his blueprint on what he wants to do this year. So uh, let's flip to the other side of the ball here, Jimmy. Uh, you know, I think for Green Bay, this game is going to hinge on. On the defense, I, I think if, if Green Bay is going to win this game, it's going to be does the defense play well. Um, Miami is solid on defense, and, I mean, at this point, if you had to pick a side of the ball that's better for Green Bay, it's clearly the offense, although it's not up to what we've been used to seeing. Although, you know, against the Rams, we saw them run the ball really well. Um, it seems like for what feels like the first time this year that A.J. Dillon – and Aaron Jones were that two-headed monster that we kind of expected them to be. And I don't know if that was because it was super cold. Obviously, you have to take it with a grain of salt because, I mean, the Rams might be one of the most beat-up teams in the league. So, I mean, doing what they did is impressive in the sense that you can still do it. But, I mean, you know, when when you're fighting that depleted of a team, you know, you, you have to take it with a grain of salt. So, I mean, with this offense – uh, you know, obviously Romeo Dobbs coming back last week, he looked he looked good. He kind of picked up, feels right where he left off. Um, but uh, is Green Bay going to win this game offensively by running the ball, or are they going to need to be throwing the ball uh, on Sunday, Jimmy? Um, I I would say everything like what this season has told us goes through the run game, uh, especially with Aaron Jones the way he's been playing all season. Uh, even now, if you like, he got a little banged up at the end of last week, but he's he's healthy this week. Um, I it was like diving in the end zone or something. They said he got a little banged up, but he seems to be good to go. AJ Dillon has a little bit of a resurgence. Uh, I said this on Lombardi's bar. I feel like he's the Kenny Clark of the offense. Of 
Kenny Clark is Mr. December on that defensive line, always steps up in December. AJ Dillon has been that so far in the offense. Like he's really come into his own uh, this month and just seems to be AJ Dillon we saw last year. So I think you'd be foolish of the Packers not to ride that out. Um, we saw that last week on his touchdown run, should have been stopped at the four yard line, powered it through for a touchdown. Uh, and I think everything will go off of that. Like you look at Miami's defense, they're not great against deep shots. And we happen to have a player who has been really great the last five weeks in uh, Christian Watson. He's f- incredibly fast. Uh, we have a little mini, I can't say mini because he's much bigger than Tyreek Hill. Uh, but we have someone on our side that anytime he gets the ball can turn into a touchdown. So I think you start with the run game, but with Watson and Dobbs being back and you still have Lazard, you still have Cobb. I think, I think it can be really complimentary, but I think it all starts with that run game. Get AJ and Aaron Jones going. And I don't think any defense can really stop those two. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, the Packers offense definitely has the playmakers there. It just doesn't seem like they've put that together on a consistent basis this year, uh, Gage. You know, I mean, you know, there's so many different factors that, you know, potentially could go into it. But, I mean, you know, last week against the Rams, Aaron Rodgers was 22 of 30 for 229 yards, a touchdown and an interception. And, I mean, the completions and the yards look pretty good, but – I mean, it feels like if Green Bay is going to contend, I mean, your back-to-back MVP, it feels like, is going to need to throw more than one touchdown in a game. Um, and so, I mean, again, we're, we're going into this now. You know, it's the second week that they've had Watson and Dobbs on the field when they've both been healthy and, you know, feel to be a part of the offense. So, I mean, you know, Gage, how many points do you think Green Bay is going to need to score to to beat Miami? I mean, because it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like twenty four points is going to be enough. Well, the first thing I want to say is, just a couple of years ago, we saw a team playing without a back to back MVP at quarterback uh, who threw just eight passes in a game that sent his team to a Super Bowl. So, on that note. You don't need to throw to win to win games. You just don't. In fact, Green Bay this year has made that's been their the opposite of their mo. They've made it a point to run the ball, and in games where they've ran the ball, those are the games they've won. Granted, part of that would be like game script of oh you're leading, so no duh you're running the ball a lot. But like you look at they had 138 yards against LA, they had 175 on the ground against Chicago. Both of those were wins. Uh, against Tennessee and Philly, 106 or 56 and 106. Both of those were losses. 207 yards against Dallas compared to just 208 passing yards. When Green Bay wins, they win on the ground. They don't win in the air. They they use the ground to set up the air. And this is not anybody. Can, nobody's going to use this argument to be like, oh, you got to run the ball to do play action stuff. No, that's not what it is. It's been proven. That's not a thing. But Green Bay, when they can run the ball on you, they are going to be able to use that to set up the big plays to guys like Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs to get your, work your way up the field. Alan Lazard is a great blocker in the running game. Using the running game to set up the passing game is what has made Green Bay's offense successful this year. So I almost think that the focus should be if you can get, if you can run the ball effectively against Miami, that'll open up your chances to try and make big plays. I don't know how many points you're going to need because I don't know what Joe Barry's going to do. If I had any confidence in the world that Joe Barry was going to come out and try and play man, 
like press man, I might think that Green Bay doesn't need as many points. But based on what we've seen this year, I think Green Bay is probably going to need at least 30, 31 points if they're going to win this game. Just because I don't have the confidence that Joe Barry is going to make the adjustment that he needs to make. All right. Well, real quickly, let's uh, wrap up here with uh, some injuries for the Packers. Um, Bakhtiari seems to be the only one that's not going to play again this week. Uh, no surprise there. Uh, but uh, Jimmy, just looking at the injury report, I mean, you know, we talked about it. It's kind of weird to say, but again, you know, after the bye, they were pretty healthy and, you know, they didn't really have any injuries against the Rams. So, I mean, you know, looking at this injury report, it's definitely one of the better that we've seen throughout the entire year. Yeah, and that's the thing with this game. Obviously, we're missing Rashawn, but we've been missing him for weeks. Same with Eric Stokes. Like, it's to the point where where this team is right now, health-wise, if we don't win this game, it's more of just the team isn't good enough. Like, there's no reason injury-wise. Like, you look at the Dolphins, they have a lot more injuries than we do. Their injury reports, like, double the length of ours uh, with a few questionable um, and some – as I'm looking at it now, you have a couple doubtful, the rest questionable on their offensive line, secondary, all of that stuff. Like there's, there's really no, no excuse not to win this game. It comes down to pretty much talent, but um, the Packers where the Packers are now, like Bakhtiari, we've missed him the last couple weeks. It's kind of expected going into this one. Uh, Zach Tom's been playing well at left tackle. Like, would you rather have Bakhtiari there? Obviously. Uh, but the way he's been playing, like, there's no excuse for us not to go out there and win this game. Like it really just comes down to, are we actually good enough to make the playoffs? And we're going to see it this week. Yeah. And Gage, I mean, David Bakhtiari listed as doubtful. I doubt that's going to change anything. Uh, But the one other thing I want to touch on is Aaron Rodgers this week. Uh, Last week was the whole big thing going into the Rams game was he practiced the entire week without any tape on his thumb. Uh, He, as far as you know, his accuracy, other than that one interception that he threw against the Rams, which that seemed to be way more of a communication issue than anything else that we've seen from him this year, uh, the ribs did. I mean, he he looks pretty healthy. So, um, I mean, just you, from having watched the Rams game, do, do you feel that Aaron's probably back to pre-injury status, even though he is still listed on the injury report with ribs and a thumb injury? I think that he is. I think that the Aaron Rodgers we're seeing is the Aaron Rodgers from before he was injured, but I also am acknowledging the fact that the offense isn't what it was. Uh, I just think that Aaron's never really gotten fully in sync. And I mean, that makes sense considering the fact that he's basically never had all of these weapons operating at the same time. So I think that until we see like Rodgers get on the same page as everyone, I think that you're going to have issues. I mean, like Alan Lazard is probably Rodgers second most trusted target in the offense. Maybe third behind Aaron Jones or Bob Tunyon. And depending on where you put those guys, like it's Cobb one, like Rodgers knows Cobb is going to be where Cobb's supposed to be. And then like Lazard is his number two or number three guy. And him and Lazard had a miscommunication. So, that just tells me that he's just not on the same page as these guys yet. And you're hoping that that hits sooner rather than later. Like if you think that Green Bay is going to make it to the playoffs, make a run that they got to hit the ground running this week. Like they, this is the now or never time it's put up or shut up. And 
if Rodgers is back to where he was health-wise, like he is fully locked in, we're not going to have to deal with accuracy issues or whatever, then I'm hoping that we see that this week. And maybe we do see the vintage Aaron Rodgers game that we all have seen over the years where he goes for 350 and four touchdowns and we and in a blink and you're like what the heck just happened like what where did this guy come from after not being here all year yeah absolutely and i was just i pulled up the injury list uh here real quick I, and i was scanning through it uh one big thing um the newest weapon on the packers roster kc nixon has a groin injury but he's been a full participant he was a full participant on friday so um he feels like uh, he might play an important role in this game as far as field position. He's been doing a hell of a job the last couple of weeks. Um, so good to see that he was a full participant. Not great to see him on the injury report this week, but uh, should be a full go for the game on Sunday. So, um, guys, real quick, let's wrap things up here for people so they can get back to their Christmas. They can get to back to their NFL for the for the day. Only three games today, so uh, enjoy all three of them. But, uh, Jimmy – Real quick, people want to follow your work, get in touch with you. How can they do that? Uh, you can follow me, Jimmy underscore C08. Um, Lombardi's Bar every Wednesday, 7 o'clock Central. We have Kenny Clark coming on on Wednesday live with us. So they will ask questions in the chat. Uh, so be sure to ch- uh, tune in. All right. Engage. If people want to follow you, get in touch with you, how can they do that? As always, you can follow me on Twitter at GBridgefordNFL. All my links to all of my work with Rotoballer and Denver Stiffs are over there. Uh, I normally do a Film Friday thing. I took uh, this week off just due to like the weather and just some other stuff going on. So just kind of took the week off there, but that'll be back next week. Uh, still doing betting and uh, fantasy content generally at the end of the week uh, for Rotoballer. And the links are all over there. All right. Awesome. And as always, you can follow me taking on- a week off. <laughs> that's fair i mean i didn't take a single week off during like the pandemic for six months when there was literally no sports to write about but that's fine why would you take that off there's nothing else to do gage because there was nothing to write about jimmy <laughs> <laughs> all right well as always you can follow me on twitter at producer nick lb uh enjoy the games today everyone have a great christmas um have some good food and You know, sit back, relax, watch football, maybe deviate over into the NBA if you so choose. I'm not telling you what to do. Just it's there if you want something other than football after the Packer game. You know, depending on how it turns out, maybe you're done with the NFL for the season and you want to watch some basketball. But Nick, uh, give us a Bucks and Six. Bucks and Six? No. Do you not know that saying? Don't add a question mark after it, you barbarian. Well, no, I know the saying. It's yeah, from just, Brandon Jennings. Said, yeah, yeah. No, I know the shit. Yeah, but you can't have bucks and six in a standalone game. Hey, it's all year round, there, dude. All year round. <sighs> Gage looks pained at this conversation at this point. It, it's just, it's not worth it for me to try and explain it to you. I understand Jimmy's like point of view as well. Just like the Suns and Four guy, I know all the things. Okay, oh, don't you ever compare bucks and six to Suns and Four guy. <laughs> I covered the Nuggets. I had to watch that series and that game happen. <laughs> I will reference whatever point. I please. That's sir. a good point. But still, Brandon Jennings to a guy who just punched another dude in the stands and started <laughs> talking to his friend. Anyways, go Bucks. All right. Well, with that, enjoy your Sunday. Enjoy your Christmas. Uh, thank you, everybody, so much for listening. And as always, go Pack Go.
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.